Hello again, class, and welcome back to Basics of Human and Computer Interaction. I hope everyone had a restful and dopamine-refreshing long weekend. I mean, I'm sure you did, since the libraries, computer labs, holograph chambers, gymnasiums, fuck cubbies, and sensory deprivation study tanks were all closed for the holiday weekend. As for you distance learners, I'm sure you all enjoyed the break from mandatory class transmissions as well. Doing nothing is pretty much the nicest thing a person can do. I learned that in graduate school. Nothing has been my primary hobby for years. I wasn't afforded that privilege this weekend, however, because I had to spend my whole weekend cooped up in the Kubler-Ross Memorial Boardroom, attending a faculty meeting. Everyone in the Artificial Empathy Studies Department was there. The university locked us up for 49 hours with our sleeping bags, overhead projectors, dry erase markers, and plenty of Melba Toast slices slathered with a variety of nut butters. There we were, just me, Andy Stepchinsky, Andy Stepchinsky's baby, Department Chair Penny Coles, Program Director Faye Shao, and all 27 other adjunct faculty members, breathing each other's air and getting covered with each other's crumbs. We were there to discuss the new course catalog. We all had to decide which classes to add and which to drop. Furthermore, we had to decide which classes could be converted to a water-soluble tablet form. That's right. Starting next semester, Wrong State University is offering some of our most basic courses as digestible tablets. Soon, you'll be able to skip irritating classes such as remedial math and freshman composition entirely, simply by paying a nominal fee. After registering and paying tuition for the semester, Wrong State will mail you a small packet of tablets, which contain all the knowledge you need to advance to the next class. All you have to do is drop the tablet in a glass of water, wait for course material to fully dissolve, then chug that sucker down. Within 45 minutes, you will know everything you need to know about that topic. Make sure to check next semester's course catalog for a full list of eligible courses. Anyway, my colleague, Andy, suggested that this very class should be converted to tablet form. That's why I'm bringing it up in class today, by the way. Anyway, he was like, nobody needs to think effortfully about human and computer interaction. We all interact with computers every day. Some of us are basically computers anyway. After Andy said this, his asshole baby had the temerity to laugh at me. Andy was breastfeeding the baby at the time, so it made this gross, milky nostril snort when it laughed, totally mocking me. So I spit out my cashew hazelnut toast, and I said, Shut your piece of shit baby up, Andy. She's not a faculty member. She doesn't get a say in this. And then the program director, Fei Xiao, took me by the arm and pulled me away. He wrapped me up in my sleeping bag and zipped it up over my head. I immediately felt compressed and warm and very calm. Hobag has a point, though said department chair Penny Coles. She was sitting in the lotus position atop a pile of other adjuncts' sleeping bags. Valerie's course is an essential component of Wrong State University's recruitment initiative, and her class roster is always full. I unzipped the sleeping bag and shoved my mouth out of the hole. That's because I have a fucking two habanero rating on Professor Yelp, I cried. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, habanero peppers are the way that reviewers on Professor Yelp indicate that a course instructor is mega hot. Two habaneros means you're so hot that you can cause nerve damage. So I'm doing pretty good. Anyway, after I said this, Andy turned to me and said, Maybe if you wore a bra with some support, you'd have three habaneros, Valerie. Then he pried his baby off his nipple and put his tank top back on. And I was like, Don't tell me what to do, Andy. All you have is one jalapeno. And he was like, clearly, I have no problem getting laid. And he held his baby up. 
I was gonna make a cutting remark about the Bennigan's waitress that got him pregnant, but then Dr. Shao cut us off. Dr. Shao said, Valerie's putative and entirely relative hotness has nothing to do with this. Students sincerely enjoy her course. The writing assignments are provocative and engaging. It's true, said Dr. Coles. Valerie's class also has a very high post-enrollment upload rate. Over a third of her students choose to upload their consciousness immediately following graduation, and a large number of her students donate their bodies to the university. The class is an overall financial boon to all of us. Can somebody call me doctor? I screamed. I was sick of them treating me like I was still a graduate student. Then Dr. Shao pulled the zipper back up on my sleeping bag. I have to admit, I felt so cozy and soothed in there that I passed right out. The rest of the meeting went on without me. Apparently, though, they took a vote and decided to keep this class going. So my job is secure, at least for now. I'll tell you what, class, it feels great to be recognized and appreciated. I do a lot for this university, and mostly they ignore me. It's all, Valerie, you can't live in your office. Valerie, you need to stop showering in the bathroom sinks. Blah, blah, blah. Put some pants on. But for once, they noticed how much value I add to the department. It was nice. Anyway, let's talk about last week's homework. I asked each of you to write about your own personal limitations and worst attributes. There were a ton of interesting responses. I love reading about negative emotions and self-doubt for some reason. It just makes me feel really good about myself. Now, a lot of you complained about pretty standard stuff. You hate your singing voice. You wish you were better at sports. You wish you were taller, etc. For all these problems, I have one thing to say. If you don't like your body, go buy something to improve it. Get leg extensions or a synthetic voice box from Guitar Center or something. If you haven't purchased a solution yet, that's your own fault. You have no right to complain. Your money is your vote, and if you don't like your body, you should just vote against it. Of course, many of you wrote about far more interesting flaws, ones that can't be remedied quite as quickly. One of my favorite response papers came from Tuki Yalmaz, the Varsity Ultimate Frisbee player. Tuki said, What I hate about myself is my attention span. I get bored by anything that isn't Ultimate Frisbee. When I'm on the field, it feels like everything is underwater and time has slowed down. I can see everything and control every little movement I make, but as soon as I get off the field, nothing makes sense. I can't read the instructions on a box of instant macaroni without getting lost. My sister is writing this paper for me. I'm dictating it to her sentence by sentence while I'm playing Pokemon Carbon on my Game Boy 4D. It took me two hours just to dictate this much. Thanks for sharing, Tucky. You know, not everyone is cut out for thinking. You're obviously a really great Frisbee player. Your success in sports has earned the university thousands of dollars in sponsorship money. Maybe that's good enough. If I were you, I wouldn't think too much about it. In fact, if you want to stop feeling bad about how dumb you are, try taking a doubt blocker once a day with breakfast. They're available in the university cafeteria, right by the bananas. I used to take them before every major presentation, and I still do it before office hours. Another comment I wanted to share came from Ishan O'Leary. Ishan said, I place way too much value on my own personal achievement. I want to be a big deal. Every A+, every harpsichord song I write, every dope-ass outfit I put together, it all makes me feel like hot shit, but only for a second. Then I gotta go on to the next thing. I have to always be doing something productive. If I don't, I feel like my life has no point. That's really interesting, Ishan. I used to feel that way too, back in graduate school. I kept building these robots and programming their brains so they could feel human emotions. The more lifelike my robots became, the more I felt like I was God. Then one day, I created a perfectly realistic android with a brain identical to that of a 16-year-old human girl. When she came to life, the robot blinked at me and said, Who are you? 
And I said, I am your creator. And she said, but you're so weird and lame. Can I go? So I dropped her off at the movie theater, and I never saw her again. That's what ambition gets you. Ever since then, I've focused on making robots that are useful to me, not ones that are completely, fully-fledged persons with their own needs and desires. There's no point in that. Anyway, now I want to share Ernestine Glock's response paper. Ernestine says, I have these, like, totally intense headaches. Sometimes they wake me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'll be eating lunch and I'll get this uncontrollable urge to spit my food in somebody's face. So then I do it. And then I lick the spit and food off people's faces. And like, sometimes I'll be in the library and then the lights will blink out all around me. And I'll like wake up on top of a city bus, like 12 hours later, with my body covered in olive oil. I've been like this since I was seven. Uh, thanks for your comments, Ernestine. I don't really know what the answer is for that one. Finally, I wanted to share comments from my new lab assistant, Gil Porter. Gil said, I guess my least favorite attribute is my low mood. Most of the time, I'm more than okay. But every now and again, I am beset with terrible melancholy. The worst part about it is I have no reason to be unhappy. I have a great family. I am well cared for. I am well adjusted and very fortunate. But no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I always feel like there's this dark clot deep in my belly, pulsing with unhappiness. And sometimes it seems like other people can see it, and they keep their distance from me because it disgusts them. Whoa, that is some heavy shit, Gil. You know what, Gil? Next time you're in the lab, open up the mini-fridge beside my desk. I have a ton of happy belly dopamine-infused yogurt in there. Cup after cup. Eat as much as you like until those sad bears crawl off your back, okay? Just, you know, don't eat so much that you have a manic episode or anything. I don't want to have to deal with that. Oh, let's see here. It looks like Gil wrote something on the bottom of his paper. He wrote, I would like to hear what your least favorite personal attribute is, Dr. Faber. Oh, thanks for your question, Gil. And thank you for calling me doctor. But it appears we're out of time today. Sorry. Maybe at the top of the next lecture. Sorry about that. Anyway, next class we will be discussing human frailty. There is no homework today. So just take some time to do something you enjoy. And something that makes you feel good about yourself. Thanks for your time. And thanks, as always, for choosing Wrong State University.